from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. See, senor. Dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, midweek, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Competing narratives. Uh, I uh, I don't know. Do you have a nominee? Um. Well, I know just what's been on my mind. 5G. Yeah. Do you have it? I think I have it. Do you have it? I don't think I have it. I've got a new symbol on my phone today. It's supposed to be starting all over the country today. Unless you live within two miles of an airport and then they shut down those towers because because they're like me and allowed it to get up to the day that it's supposed to start and weren't ready to go. But It's going to cause all the airplanes to crash. What now? We told you that five years ago. Crank that music, Michael. It's an information party. Here we go. Yes. Big finish. Ah. You know... So uh, our more tech-savvy listeners are going to mock me heavily, probably, for claiming that I've got it on my phone now. Well, we also have our uh, tech people listening that are way behind me who say, I've had 5G for two years. No, you've had a a symbol on the corner of your phone that says 5G. You have not had 5G. We do not have 5G across the country. I can see why you would think that, because it says 5G on your phone. And they would tell you when you bought your phone, yes, it's 5G capable. As you see, it says 5G here, but it, it wasn't doing anything. We didn't have any 5G, you know, towers and pipes and whatever else is involved. Didn't have the pipes. It's a system of tubes. But, uh, yeah, I got a little, I got a, it's a different symbol. It says 5GE something on my phone now. So maybe Ooh. I have 5G. And, and, and in theory, it's many multiples faster than what we've had before. So... I don't know if that'll have an effect on me. I don't. I don't think it actually will. But um, if you stream movies, I guess through cellular, uh, you're gonna probably question: Do I need to have the high speed Wi Fi in my home, or do I just do it through the air now? I've got COVID nineteen and Vanity Six, but I do not have five G. So mm. the unfortunate few. I live out in the hinterlands. Damn uh, it! Speaking of COVID, how is your family COVID situation? Oh, well, Judy says she's about the same, just blowing her nose. And you? Uh, I feel uh, pretty bad. You sound honestly, awful. I always sound like uh, feel like this. I, I feel like I always do. You feel like just you always feel sluggish and annoyed, which is bad. <laughs> no, I feel great. I feel perfectly healthy. Okay, but you've you've got to have it. It's impossible that she has it and you don't. Impossible. Uh yeah, yeah. That that is absolutely true. In fact, uh, last night, we I can't remember precisely what was going on. We were, oh, we were putting away our leftovers. And she's like, maybe I should put mine away separate than yours. We had uh, pulled pork. It was delicious. A little barbecue. I picked it up. Uh, and, and she said, maybe I should put mine separate from yours. You know, I'm like, sweetheart, that cow is out the barn door. It made its way across the countryside. It got on a bus and is now living in the city. All right. That cow is way out the barn door. Don't worry about it. Because we've been living together and smooching and the rest of it. And yeah, if I'm ever, ever, ever going to get it, I got it already. But I feel well, perfectly fine. Well, even without the lovemaking that you didn't need to tell us about. Well, I didn't. Um, from what I understand about. Morning, smooch. Uh-huh. From what I understand about Omicron, if 
the two of you are in a room for any length of time whatsoever, you've got it. It spreads so easily. And I've been in a number of situations where, yeah, they, 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 they have this rule or that rule or whatever. And I think, if anybody in this room has it, we all have it. I mean, what sure. are you doing? Yeah, unless, and I'm not saying this is the case, but it may be the case, unless I am superhuman. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I've, yeah, been, and, I've been in things recently where the, uh, the we got to make sure the chairs are six feet apart. Okay, make them six feet apart or twelve <laughs> feet, or let us sit on stack each other like bricks. It doesn't make any difference. <laughs> we'll if we're all in this room and like we're high school cheerleaders. <laughs> yeah, stack us in a pyramid like high school cheerleaders. Don't put me on the top. Um, if one of us in this room has it, we've all got it. What 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 is this? What is this weird superstition crap we're doing? A lot of it is quasi-religious. It's superstition. It has nothing to do with science whatsoever. And and the and the superstition is usually from the people who bellow most loudly about following the science. It's uh, it's almost funny, almost. Yeah. I, oh, you know, uh, I was reading up on this because we were discussing uh, whether I've had it or not, or whether I can expect to. And you know, I had some laryngitis worse than usual last week. It's kind of a constant in my world. Uh, and there were a couple of days I just felt inexplicably tired. So I went digging, and they're thinking that yeah, at least twenty five percent of uh, Omicron cases are completely asymptomatic. So who knows? One out of four are completely asymptomatic. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, we I, on the other hand, I did order my free government COVID tests already, though. Uh, I they're already going. Yeah, I, I hit that link on that company email we got, and they're coming. I I don't expect to need them. I don't really particularly. The only reason I care about COVID is I don't want to go around spreading it to friends in case they're I'm, vulnerable or whatever. I'm not ordering them out of an act of defiance. I'm not playing this game anymore. I'm out. I am oh, no, I'm ordering I'm not them just ordering to the scalp tests. them. I'm going to sell them on the street corner to the highest bidder. I'm not ordering the tests, even though I've paid for them. I'm not going to take any more tests. I will not take another COVID test unless it's mandatory to walk into some room. I'm just, I'm done with it. I'm done. I'm done with it. If yeah. I have it or don't have it, I don't even care. I'm done. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. You going to get your free masks? I wasn't planning on it. I assume sending those out as well, and in timely fashion too. Uh, this is a you're listening to a podcast, by the way, from March 2020 or 2021 or the late fall of 21. Right. Any of those periods? No, I, I think this whole thing for normal people, the whole thing for two thirds of America is going to be over in two weeks. Uh, I yeah, I mean, your percentage might be off a little bit, but I get your point. Yeah, this thing is crested and, and is uh, dropping in major metropolitan centers across the country. Yeah, and I think we're going to go way, 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 way back to normal here really fast. The next two weeks are going to suck a lot. Like I was telling my son, I, I, I would be shocked if his school doesn't sh- shut down for at least a week here in the next couple of weeks, yeah. which, of course, he was happy about. Yeah, you know, um, I respect your stance that you're not going to get them out of defiance, but I, I have ordered them. I'm going to get my N95 masks, partly in case of wildfires or, you know, I just might need masks for something else, and I've paid for them as a taxpayer. But what I really wish they were sending out is free hazmat suits. 
because I would totally get one of those. And you know what I would do with it? I would I would slip it on. I would go into stores and start bellowing loudly, ladies and gentlemen, evacuate immediately. Evacuate immediately. How funny would that be for pranks? You could empty a restaurant in 10 seconds. You certainly could. You couldn't get a table. They tell you, I'm sorry, sir. It's like an hour and 20 minute wait for like brunch or something like that. It happens at breakfast restaurants a lot. I go in there. I'm like, I'm hungry now. And, and so I would just go back out to the car. I'd put on my hazmat suit. I'd say, ladies and gentlemen, danger, danger, please. I'd and have would, six tables to choose from. And would you laugh as their eyes got wide and full of fear? Oh, yeah. Maybe I'd just go from table to table plucking their untouched food and I wouldn't have to <laughs> order food at all. No, I just, I, I don't know. My current stance is I can't participate in this combination anti-science redistribution of wealth, uh, playing politics to try to get votes because you're uh, you got a 20% approval rating on COVID. I just, I'm not participating in that. I'm just not. You sound like one of those dangerous anti-government people Merrick Garland warned us about. God yeah, dang it, be. I'm going to send the FBI to your house immediately. How dare you oppose government policy? That makes you dangerous. God dang it. Uh, we should officially start the show because uh, we got another topic we got we got to touch on. Certainly, uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, January nineteenth, the year twenty twenty one. I'm sorry, twenty twenty two. A new you in twenty two. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's leap into action then. Officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, this is exciting. The show begins at Mark. Former New York Mayor Bill De Blasio announced today that he will not run for governor. He then announced something else, but no one heard it over the thunderous applause. <laughs> That's a good joke. It's a good funny joke. De Blasio was the freaking toast of lefty media for the longest time. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm bitter. I'm bitter. Um, uh, New York mayors get way too much attention. Um, uh, Ukraine. So uh, it seems like uh, rubber's getting close to meeting the road. It just is all the all the indications in the air are that uh, things are getting super duper serious. Right now, you got Germany and France meeting with Ukraine and Russia. Last-minute talks. Germany has actually thrown out there finally the idea of shutting down the Nord Stream pipeline, uh, which is a huge move. So things are getting serious around this deal. Yeah, you've been following it more closely than I have, so I will certainly defer to you. But uh, this is one of those really, really difficult ones to call in that, uh, as we've said, if this is a bluff, it's an enormous, expensive bluff by Putin. Not clear exactly what he thinks he can get. Um, and so I, this is a tough one to call. Do you have a feeling on which way things are, are, are moving? Um, well, uh, the, the, the negotiations, the diplomacy part has ramped up so much in just the last 48 hours that they certainly seem to be taking it seriously. You know, we were asking last week, why, why does Russia not, does Europe not care? Why do we care if Europe doesn't care? Europe seems to really care right now. And Germany throwing out there the, the idea of actually shutting down that pipeline, the natural gas pipeline that goes under the sea from Russia to Germany and actually not making that go operative because it's built, but it's not running yet. And Germany saying we might just shut that down, uh, is a huge move. Yeah. Yeah, clearly. There's a new there's a new leader in Germany now, as of what a week or so ago. So. Yeah, Otto something or other, right? Bismarck, yes, Otto Bismarck. That's surprising. Uh, so I agree with you completely about where are the euros, and they're finally showing up, which is refreshing. For the longest time, it was the U.S. and Russia negotiating. Ukraine's like, uh, wait a minute, <laughs> and my invite get lost in the mail. And Europe, as usual, sitting on their hands, saying the Americans will do something for us. 
<laughs> Here's a question for you. Here's a question for you. What, There's was a European... just kind of vaguely European accent? Just kind yeah, of a combo? That's of... right, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, here's a question for you. There's a European country. Is never a factor in anything. Nobody ever mentions them. I speak to you, ladies and gentlemen, of Portugal. <laughs> Why does nobody ever mention mm-hmm. Portugal? That's a pretty good question. Do you they hear the just occasional not care? You hear the occasional Spain, lots of France. I'm thinking of other countries kind of in that area. Oh, the Brits, um, obviously, Germany. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you like your Liechtensteins. Nobody cares because there are like eight people there. Portugal's and your Monaco, like, they're all gambling. They're drunk. Portugal's like me in high school. Everybody was, you know, probably aware I was there, but like just... <laughs> well, back in the day, they sent explorers forth. They yeah. were a factor. Yeah. Now, please... They're like, excuse me, Spain. Um, <laughs> a poor man, Spain. Yeah. We should take a break. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's actually quite good. Some terrific insight about the airplanes and, and the 5G oh, good. and all sorts of good. stuff. Good. Yeah. Somebody smarter than us needs to tell us what's going on with 5G because it starts today. Low Text bar. line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So China is slaughtering hamsters left and right in an effort to uh, curb COVID? Does that part owner of the Golden State Warriors care about that? We haven't featured that story yet. We'll get to that eventually. Um, Going to pet shops all across Hong Kong and destroying the hamsters. Wasn't that, what was that story? Remember a couple of weeks ago, there was even video, which I never watched, where they went into a woman's home and killed her dogs in front of her. Yes. Yeah. Craziness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The brutality of the Chinese. And they're hoping to overrun the globe. And, uh, and speaking of the you, owner of the Warriors, and we'll get to that later. And a lot of you don't seem to care. What are you going to do? i got to feed my family. I'm working for a living. I'm uh, dealing with my community. I don't have time uh, for a war with China, say a lot of uh, folks. We'll we'll handle it for you in a weird sort of talk radio way. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. I've decided to launch into a series from Ulysses S. Grant. Um, Although, you know, we'll see. See how it goes. People cool. keep sending uh, great ones in, too. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Your favorite uh, freedom-loving quote of the day. U.S. Grant said, In every battle, there comes a time when both sides consider themselves beaten. Then he who continues the attack wins. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Life's like that a lot, yeah, honestly. If you can't outsmart them, outwork them. And if you can't outwork them, outlast them. So, many of, these, so many of these sayings, though. There are caveats. I mean, you could easily come up with a saying that is something along the lines of the key to success is knowing when something isn't going to work, abandoning that idea and going with something else. I, you know, you'd come up with a better way to phrase it, but that is one of the keys to success, realizing this is a dead end. Mm. To continue to make effort in this direction would be a waste of time and money do more harm than good. There's another quote from U.S. Grant. Caveats are for cowards. (laughs) Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) Mailbag. On the 5G thing, writes uh, my friend Christian. The new 5G uses the same range of frequencies that the airliners use for ground measuring equipment. 
required for certain landings where there's low visibility, like foggy conditions. Basically, the airplane has special equipment that measures the distance from the ground in real time, typically used at low altitude for more difficult landings. It's unknown exactly how much this could affect the airliner's equipment, the 5G, but it's highly probable if a 5G signal was to be sent nearer to the landing end of a runway, it could jam the equipment, causing airliners to have to go around, which is very expensive and unsafe, etc., so the 5G towers went active today, but not ones that are within two miles of airports, I think? Yeah, and I just saw the headline of the bunch of foreign carriers have canceled a bunch of flights. I have not verified that. I don't know how many flights. See, the, but the, to me, the more interesting question is, how did they get to the day before it was supposed to go roll out to start dealing with this? That's what I don't get. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. In fact, we got a uh, an email on that. What happened to it? Um, uh, let's see. Ah, here it is. Uh, guys, not all 5G is the same. Uh, it's high frequency bandwidths that are the issue. The technology is called millimeter wave. Then he goes into a great deal of distance. He said the situation was completely mismanaged by the regulatory agencies and the federal bureaucracy and not getting ahead of this problem. Any normal person would look at the bandwidth and ask, gee, is this going to interfere with existing technology? But as we've seen with the CDC and NIH, these agencies don't really care about doing their job well. Uh, I also think that millimeter wave will interfere with weather satellites, too. Also, we can TikTok a little faster. Sweet meteor of death. Why did you miss us this time? Writes Mike. Wow. Yeah. Well, I've read that it's going to be significantly faster once it's up and running and you've got it. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, different Mike writes, Jen's been listening for over 20 years. Thank you very much, Mike. Just a thought. Maybe the government is sending out test kits to keep the case numbers up. MPDOTC. My power depends on the COVID. Mike in Chico. That's pretty good. I wonder. I think it's a pathetic effort to try to get to their numbers up on how they're handling, handling COVID. Because currently they're low. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Multiple countries have issued an unusual warning to their athletes. They're being told to leave their phones at home to avoid being spied upon by the Chinese government. Many countries are advising athletes to keep their devices off Wi-Fi networks and use burner phones if possible. Basically, if you're competing in the Olympics, it's cocaine dealer rules. That's what it is. Three calls, put it in the microwave, bang, done. Yeah, this story's getting a lot of attention, and uh, and not enough people saying, so if you have to be that concerned, maybe it's not a good idea? Anybody think that? Or why isn't it on the lips of every single American that uh, that sort of society times a government that is bent on world domination is something we should all be aware of. Right. Uh, the percentage of Americans who have a negative view of China has risen steeply. And which it is should have. Great news. But I, I don't think most folks are fully cognizant of, of what's happening. So we brought you the story yesterday about how China is claiming the they claim they've got one case of Omicron in Beijing, which is laughable. Hilarious. Uh, if there's any Omicron in Beijing, then there are thousands and thousands of people that have it. Uh, It's just the way it works. And they're claiming that one case came in on a piece of Canadian mail. So once again, it's the West that is causing the COVID problem in uh, in the world, not 
anything to do with China or anything that, that is anything of their fault. Let me interrupt very briefly. It is impossible to know whether that is what China actually claimed or if that was from the Babylon Bee. That claim is so idiotic, it, it's like parody. It's also impossible to know if it was, um, you know, uh, from the top uh, created lie or somebody mid-management scared of having his family sent to a work prison uh, made up the story so that the person above him in the Communist Party doesn't punish him because that's the way communism works. Mm -hmm. You have to lie to your superiors to stay alive. Anyway, so they got that ridiculous story. China is now urging people to wear masks and gloves while opening mail uh, after the... Omicron came into the country on Canadian mail. Now, come on, China! That is just so crazy. Yeah, well, anything to try to keep the narrative going that, hey, it didn't come from here. It came in from the other places. Well, if you're trying that desperately, doesn't that prove the case? Here's my stat of the day around COVID, and then I'll shut up COVID for a second. Uh, The stat of the day. This is from the CDC's own website. There have been over 830,000 deaths of all ages. For those 18 and under, 841 in the entire two years. 841 deaths under the age of 18. That is nothing in a country as big as ours, spread out over two years. It's incredible the policies we have enacted across this country when that is the risk to young people and are still, still have schools closed. Kids are still wearing masks all the time. Uh, All kinds of things that still aren't open or canceled, you know, sports, band, whatever. Mm -hmm. 841 deaths total under the age of 18. And how many of those were, you know, on the the older end of that? So among little kids, it's much less than that. Um, I I don't know. I don't know what you do. We we believe in the science. Uh, Look at those numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as we were discussing yesterday, that uh, that fabulous piece in New York Magazine says the uh, the COVID school policies from the left have been a, a cataclysm, a disaster, a historic disaster. And unless the left comes to terms with that, is honest about it, and moves on from it, um, you know, it, it, they'll be punished for it for a very long time. I believe that to be true. I think that's absolutely true. In fact, you know, you, me, everybody listening, uh, those of us we hang out with, we all know it in our hearts, but they're barely, barely becoming aware of it. It's like the very first sign of the sunrise at uh, the New York Times and the Washington Post. The alphabet networks are still blissfully unaware. How odd is that? How troubling is that? By the way, if you're a math fan, you know that that is point zero zero one percent almost exactly. Point zero zero one percent of deaths from COVID have been anybody under 18. Well, and and if you keep in mind that those people were of high comorbidity uh, status, those who actually died from COVID as opposed to with COVID, right, um, they would have uh, self-segregated, protected themselves in whatever way they saw fit with the absolute approval and assistance of, say, the college deans. I'm thinking about 17 to 25-year-olds. Between their self-interest and the absolute cooperation of everybody in charge, they could have been protected every bit as well as they were protected, you know, in the, the, the way we did it last time, if you know what I mean. So, if we had sent all the non-hyper-vulnerable to ki- kids to college, as usual, that number probably would not have changed an iota. 
National Review was quoting a study yesterday, and I trust National Review. They're a, they're definitely a legit publication. Um, that there is a, a study that flew under the radar because you know most people didn't want to hear it, but a study from last year from our own government that masks under and I forget what the age was. It was young, much younger kids have been are totally ineffective for all kinds oh, yeah. of different reasons. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the lack of ability to transmit the the virus along with the fact that uh, little kids can't keep them on and blah 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 blah. So so, so all these it, it's heartbreaking. I pick up my son at school every single day at noon, so I see the early kindergarten class get out. All these kindergartners across America that are wearing masks. It's just horrifying. Now, I realize a lot of you live in places where you're not wearing masks. But. Right, of course, and, you, and you're astounded that that's happening. But let me uh, let me open up the uh, psychic email address to our listeners. I'm going to ask you a question, because I was just reading a local uh, article about um, how frightening Omicron is for kids. And it was fear-mongering writ large. It was just awful and irresponsible. It was the most obvious sort of clickbait. From an organization I'm a little surprised to see it by, but, you know, everybody's desperate for clicks. And one of the things they said about how you protect your children is that they reminded you children over two should be wearing masks. Okay, so you got a two-and-a-half-year-old. Parents, here's my question for you. Picture trying to get your kid two and a half, three years old, to wear a mask effectively. How hilarious is that notion? I, can't imagine I mean, how it's stressful it would be to try to keep a mask on a two-year-old on a plane. Why don't you just ask him to engage in, like, uh, 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 bow hunting or calculus? Okay? Because those are every bit as realistic. The only thing that would not make me stressed out about it is I'm not worried about the kid getting the disease. So the the only worry would be satisfying the stupid requirement of whatever restaurant or plane or whatever. I don't actually have to worry about the disease because, as you just heard, the likelihood of getting it and it being serious is incredibly low. I'm a hell of a lot more worried about the browbeating the child is going to get it to, you know, preschool or kindergarten or whatever, and the uh, inability to see his peers' faces and the smiling teachers and the rest of it. But every time I talk about that, it makes me sad. So perhaps I'll move on. A completely different fair email from Ethan. Guys, follow me now. Kamala forced out, offered some consolation like Attorney General. Hillary appointed VP, Biden serves two years and a day, boom goes the dynamite. (laughs) Boom goes the dynamite. Mm. That's actually not a bad plan. Now that, wow, I wonder if there's any chance the Clintons are maneuvering that way behind the scenes. That makes much more sense than, like, you know, actually running the whole campaign, doing all that sort of stuff again. No, look, Kamala's, we all know what Kamala is. We with the with the crime and the systemic racism we've got in this country around crime, never have we needed Kamala Harris more than we do right now in the position of attorney general. Easy, hmm. easy spin on that. And you appoint Hillary vice president. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's a stretch. <sighs> Trying to spin the fact that somebody willingly gave up the presidency for a cabinet post. That's a stretch. How about this instead? I got an alternate scenario. Biden serves two years in a day. He resigns because he's senile. Kamala becomes president, appoints Hillary as vice president. Kamala gets to declare herself the first woman president in American history. Two weeks later, she declares in a heartfelt Oval Office address, I'm far too stupid to be the president. Come on, she, she resigns. 
and Hillary takes the gig. What are you talking about? Two weeks later, she mysteriously falls down the steps. <laughs> Hashtag Clinton body count. Yes, yes, yes. Then Hillary appoints Bill Veep. Wait a second, that's not constitutional. Uh, <laughs> who would Hillary? Chelsea. Hillary appoints Chelsea. Oh, boy. And Vince Foster's ghost <laughs> serves as AG. I don't know. All right. Good Lord. I've lost interest in my own idiocy. Uh, <laughs> I have... I have such a great example of how crises work in government coming up. Some of the things the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan was spent on, it's, it's their Save Us from COVID plan, okay? And, and, and a related story that is a shocking twist, among other things. Awesome. Plus, next hour, you want to get into the, the conversation about the uh, part owner of the uh, Golden State Warriors and the things he said about the Uyghurs and China and that sort of thing. We can. I don't think there's much to it, but uh, it's worth uh, discussing since it's getting some attention. I, I, I th- oh, I think, uh, yeah, I think the surface story, as reported by most media outlets, is kind of not that interesting and played, but I think there's a lot there, honestly. I think he was right in general. Oh, Jack also doesn't care about human rights. This is quite a revelation, so we'll have that next hour. <laughs> I like your, your, uh, ooh, you'd have made a good Nazi. That's all I'm saying. No offense. (laughs) Hilarious. Text line 415-295-KFTC. I saw a news anchor in Mexico who looked like he finally hit his breaking point with people who won't get vaccinated. Check this out. Ustedes, antivacunas, bola de imbéciles, ya dejen, y por lo menos pónganse el ma... You know that's how Dr. Fauci feels on the inside. (sighs) So what was that? Guy sounded disturbingly like Adolf Hitler. I noticed but, that. But in Spanish. He was some Mexican news anchor, I guess, scolding anti vaxxers. Yeah, that's correct. He was scolding mm-hmm. anti vaxxers and he just went crazy on live TV. That's not my, my new band, Spanish Hitler. <laughs> I am I am not coming to your shows. <laughs> so I wanted to feature this, although <laughs> excuse me, I feel kind of bad about it. Um, I, 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 there's part of me that feels like sometimes we're, we're, uh, poisoning y'all with like the apple of knowledge from the tree, uh, in the book of Genesis. Um, it, just because it's, once you understand how this stuff works, it's kind of frustrating to watch it. Some crisis besets America that it can be a hundred things, you know, whatever, weather, war, COVID, you name it. Um, and, and, and gigantic bills are passed to deal with it. And, uh, you know, simple minded and often good hearted Americans say, Oh yeah, clearly this is a crisis. We should deal with it. Look at Congress spending $1.9 trillion to deal with this problem. That's lovely. I'm glad they're doing it. But of course, <laughs> inside the beltway, 
Inside the Beltway, all the Congress people, and especially the lobbyists, all those people who get rich from government, are rubbing their hands in glee, saying, oh, yes, yes, a crisis. Oh, yes. And the spigots of government cash open, and they just spout all over the land. Sure, and when and when T numbers started getting thrown around, various trillions, there are lots of people that think, God, my... My bridge in Ohio or whatever the hell it is I want to get, I can get jammed into that. Nobody will nobody will even notice at all. Right, exactly, yeah. And, you know, it's been a while since I've looked at the specific figures, but it's some, this is roughly true. About two-thirds of the richest uh, counties in America surround Washington, D.C., and, and most of the rest are right outside uh, New York City. Um, but uh, New York City is like the global center of finance, Right. And a gigantic fashion manufacturing of all sorts. What's Washington, D.C.? Have you ever been there? All they got is like government and rib joints. And those people in Fairfax aren't rich because of ribs. Anyway, moving along. You had your uh, March last year, uh, the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan help meant to help the country recover from the health and economic effects of COVID-19. Well, they're going down this list, uh, about $86 billion, $86 billion went to save private unions, multi-employer retirement funds. The largest of these, the Teamsters Central States Pension Fund. Of course. Let's, let's think That's about That's good COVID that. relief money. The Teamsters Central States. Hmm. Might those be the swing states where uh, elections have been won and lost in recent years? Hillary, you ought to visit Wisconsin sometime. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. They argued that, well, uh, bailing them out now will be less expensive than bailing them out later, which is a hell of an argument. Uh, let's see. Oh, oh, and Nancy Pelosi, this is so precious, offered the uh, argument that, well, children are helped by saving those pensions. Okay, so it's all about the children. Child. Uh, beyond that, the federal government also sent pandemic relief funds to hundreds of businesses t- linked to the Chinese government. Somewhere around $400 million in emergency U.S. taxpayer uh, funding went to at least 125 Chinese firms with links to the com- Communist Party. Fantastic. Uh, let's see. Now, this is uh, arguably some of this stuff is okay, but it ain't got nothing to do with Chairman Xi's bat fever. Kentucky, quarter of a billion dollars to water and sewer infrastructure project. I mean, Kentuckians got to poop and they got to have clean water to drink. I respect that, but uh, COVID, Bluegrass State is also including three hundred million dollars to expand broadband services as part of its pandemic recovery plan. There you go. Colorado. And only that area because they thought of it. Well, sure. I mean, that was what they wanted. Colorado, areas, on the other hand, other areas of the country don't need broadband any more or less because of COVID. It's just that what's it's what they asked for out of the giant pile. Of Christmas money. Right, exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm about to go to Colorado, which is a uh, very hip, college educated, very exercisey, etc. They probably have pretty damn good broadband compared to Kentucky. Uh, they're going to put $550 million of their federal funds toward affordable housing and home ownership efforts, $380 million for transportation, infrastructure, parks, and agriculture. Half a billion dollars, it's just going to go to some lefty affordable housing thing. Yeah. They probably won't do any good. And parks because of COVID. Yeah. Fantastic. 
New Jersey's getting zillions of dollars for water, sewer, broadband infrastructure. New Jersey has also made equity a foundational issue for its use of federal recovery funds. Uh, the report says New Jersey's initial strategy to promote equity for underserved, marginalized, and adversely affected groups has been oh, yeah. to provide direct benefits. Oh, it goes on. That's on money on that on. will be well spent. I remember when the when the first giant trillion dollar package went out when Trump was still president. This is what five trillion dollars ago. I remember Steve Hayes of the Dispatch saying we will be unwinding for a decade or more all of the different ways that people grabbed some of this money and it's absolutely true it's such a giant amount you can't be wrap your head about that all kinds of states can throw in crap like we're gonna renovate our parks ah but even better even more egregious and keeping in mind we stole all that money from our children and grandchildren in the form of higher taxes that they will inevitably pay and even higher 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 taxes because interest rates are going up from the historic lows new york state just came out with its budget. I promised you a twist. Here's your twist. Their gigantic new budget includes a giant surplus. New York State and California, the two most populous states, high-tax states, taking billions and hundreds of billions of dollars in COVID relief. They got big-ass surpluses. Yeah. Yep, they're excited about it in California, but uh, the rest of the country should be furious. Say, give us that money back. Although the rest of the country is spending the money on their needs, like we talked about. What, is Kentucky going to say anything? They got 350 mil for their inf- for their, uh, their uh, internet stuff. Right. I don't I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And... At one point, I contemplated moving to some uh, Central American uh, burb that, or uh, country that still has freedom, but I just don't know what to do. We came like two Senate votes away from spending another three and a half trillion dollars. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. It's cuckoo time, folks. Completely nuts. If you ever miss a chunk of the show, grab the podcast later. Armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.